Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. blood you look to your buddies you look to your friends there's only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling and you're one of them you know all the bad shit you've heard about us it's all true but another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling and that's why we're here i'm not sports entertainment anymore talk to them kid this is a new beginning and it starts tonight! A new day is dawning for DX! Well, who you're talking to? One, two, three, sixty, everyone. I'm your host, Sean X. Waltman. We got an amazing interview this week with Darren Young. But first, I uh, just want to say what's up to Mark Donica, just back from his honeymoon oh sean you're too kind how are you man we missed you absolutely fantastic great to be back and a part of the show i've missed all y'all while i was all off on my travels and this hey just like full disclosure this is take two of us doing this so like, i already <laughs> met, i already gave already uh already gave mark already I already told the flip-flop joke, so I can't tell it again. Well, so then give, give us one about the shorts. Give us one about the shorts. I, it's too late. <laughs> I, it, it's, it's ruined. Just the glad to be back. Like, I, I had this great uh, jab at Mark about the flip-flops because he was down in Florida. And uh, now, so now I'm just talking about it. I wasn't going to ramble on on the, on the take two here. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's your show. Yeah, you can ramble all you and want. And Jim, Jimbo, uh, Jimbo on the couch. Hello. What's up, man? What's up, man? I'm glad to I'm glad to be here and hear about your weekend again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again. My weekend. Yeah. And TK Trinidad. Hi. What's up, pretty lady? I'm good. Yeah, I was at. I told. I already told you the, the whole story. I missed my flight this week. Uh, going to Philadelphia. Thought you were booked on the red eye, but you weren't booked on the red eye. Ended up catching the red eye anyway. Making it to Philly in time. Good stuff. Play Thank by play. You. <laughs> Thank you, Jimbo. Jimbo, yes. Short and concise. Thank you so group. much. That was pretty much the story. Yeah. Got to see the gooch. Got to see the gooch. And also, I just wanted to uh, give condolences to Eric Bischoff and his whole family over the loss of Stevie. Yeah. One of the most beautiful dogs I've ever seen. Uh, sudden loss to the family. And uh, uh, I'm not gonna get into you know so I, I'll, I'll get up I'll get upset and I'm not yeah. gonna do that on here. Our condolences to yes. uh, Aaron Steven or Aaron Stevens as That's well right. for losing his dog. That's right. Uh, these are my, I you know it's it's hard. They're they're our family. Mm-hmm. Dogs are our family, and uh, and it's it, I feel their pain. I, I said this before. I'll say it again. I feel their pain. It. it it's devastating to know that somebody's going through that, even if I don't know them personally. 
So when it's somebody like like Eric or or you know Aaron, uh, man, it really hits home to me. So really condolences, like sincerely, on that. Our best to all yeah. of them mm-hmm. and being with them. So. so on that note, you want to get into some news, TK? Actually, we didn't get into your weekend. My weekend? Yeah. Uh, I did pro wrestling gorilla. It was insane. Yeah, Jeff I Cobb s- versus. Uh, Keith Lee might have been the craziest match I'd ever seen live. Two giant. It was like Godzilla versus King Kong, I swear. It is insane. Keith Lee's considered a big guy? Keith Lee is definitely, I would consider, a big guy. So were you really, really excited about going there? Eh, I mean, I was more excited of seeing uh, Jordan, who was here when uh, we filmed the Darren Young interview, uh-huh. and getting to talk to him a little more, because he was there taking pictures. Okay. It was it was just a good show. So that's why you ignored my text, because I said I wanted to come. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hate to break it to you, I but... Leading, I was leading to that. <laughs> there's, no, there's no pulling strings at Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Okay. <laughs> he hates everyone. All right. <laughs> wow, yeah. You gotta buy a ticket. <laughs> yeah, and there's really no tickets to be had. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, it's like everything's it's pretty much sold out every single time. It's, it sells out within minutes every single yeah. show, for sure. Well, thanks but, for the return text. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Pacific Coast Wrestling, I could definitely get you in there. No, I'm just jabbing at you. It's just these two. So, background notes: these two gentlemen here, their 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 texting return is. We have to work on it. I have yeah. to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. It'll take some getting used to. No worries. I'll work on that. I'm just you. messing with y'all. It's fine. I'm fully aware. Everybody does their own things. All right. You guys ready for the news? Let's do it. Let's do some news. Break it down. X-Pac 1-2-3-60 Wrestling News. So Ric Flair um, goes on Twitter and he lets us know that his fiance, Wendy, she was in a car accident. Thankfully, uh, he posted a picture later on of her in the hospital bed. She appears to look great. Not great, but you know she's smiling. So the best you can look. The best you can can look. The the cause of the accident is unknown. Um, there's nothing on social media that was saying um, what exactly happened. But he also in the tweet said, "Please pray for my fiance who just was in a serious car wreck and she's at the hospital." So that's all. People that don't know Wendy, she was uh, Fifi the she maid. Fifi the maid and the like. Not the greatest four horsemen time period, right? <laughs> there was like a there was an interview segment. Or, or like a talk show segment on WCW Saturday Night called Flair for the Gold, and she was like the she was on the French Maid and and all that. And, and we love Fifi, we love Wendy. She's a great lady. And like I was saying earlier, she's the you know Ric Flair's a better man for having her in his life. And so um, we're gonna really really hope she gets better. Yeah, hopes and prayers with you guys. Yeah, yeah. a testament is definitely a picture, uh, a, like the picture of her character. You know, how happy would you be? Would you be smiling if you're... Would you be smiling in a neck brace in yeah, a hospital bed? Yeah, in a hospital bed. Jesus. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know that's going to be on social media. <laughs> <laughs> but inside. <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously. Oh, so big news for Impact Wrestling. So, Impact Wrestling fans have something to be happy about. Scott Steiner, a.k.a. Big Papa Pump is going to be returning to the ring. So this was his entrance. The big bad booty daddy. Freakzilla. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know when I, I was on I was in Memphis and uh Scott Steiner was my manager. 
when I wrestled when I wrestled the Memphis Grizzly guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was my manager when Dow, DDP yeah. was there and all that. So at the Grizzlies game. Yeah, he had the black. He had, he had the leather jacket and, and the chain mail, and it was it looked exactly the same as in that in that little video right there. What were you gonna say, Mark? I thought I saw the two of you guys together recently. We yeah, yeah we yeah. were together. Yeah, and I love like so all, like I was saying before. I'd never experienced any, not I mean, not even with him with somebody else, like any of those outbursts or horror stories that you hear about Scott Steiner. So I just have nothing but how, like, my own personal experience with him. Love him. Love him to death. I don't discount anybody else's stories. I don't begrudge somebody not liking him, but don't get hot at me yeah. <laughs> for liking Scott Steiner. He's, awesome. he's always been really good to me. And it was his brother that shot me in the chest with the, uh, it was like a 45 or a 357 what? with a blank in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when was this? Oh, in like the, the dressing room in Cobb County Civic Center in Georgia. So You said it offhand like we're all supposed yeah, to know yeah. and be okay with it. Oh, I thought it because the wad hit me in the chest and it burned me and I thought he shot me. It scared what? the shiz out of me. You guys why did just, he point a gun Because you thought it would be funny. <laughs> Okay. Jesus, <laughs> laughed, wow. laughed. So Roddy Piper told me a story once about how like wrestlers would carry a gun. Yeah. And the first chamber was always blank, like nothing in it. The next chamber is a blank bullet that just makes the sound effect but doesn't have a bullet. And then the next one's a real one. So like you shoot that twice, and if someone's still around, uh, they're going to get shot. But like it's empty just in case it goes off in your pocket. And then there's a blank to scare okay. everyone away. So he shot you with the blank, and yeah. you thought he legit shot you? Well, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Were you like, where am I bleeding? Where's the hole? Yeah. In the locker room. <laughs> yeah, so in the locker room. What, what's now? the reaction with everyone else in the locker room? I'm pretty sure everyone else laughed, too. Everyone's <laughs> laughing yeah. about this? Wow. Yeah, my ears were ringing. Yeah, it sucked. What, 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 what caused him to do this? He was just like, hey, Scotty, you watch like I'm going to mess with Sean? He just felt like it. Yeah. Do you like get your attention? Like, hey, Sean, look, and shoot. He just pointed at me, and boom, just like that. So there was you... no like dramatic, like, don't move. There was none of that. There's this is that. a stick up. No, it was just like, boom. So when you once you realized you weren't dead, what was your? You just started laughing. No. Okay. I no, you don't laugh. Okay. <laughs> like, you none of this is funny. I... <laughs> it's really funny now. Now. Okay. Yeah. Who else is it? It was pretty funny, like not that long afterwards, too. I this mean, is, this is when you're in the NWO and WCW. Yeah. 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 So you're in the NWO. Are there other NWO people there? Like no, Skevin, we weren't like it wasn't really like that. No, you know, everyone's really like NWO only locker. We were all yeah close. So you know, you're in the locker room. Everyone's in the locker room, and it, it just a gunshot goes off. Yeah. And everyone just bursts into laughter, and you're standing there like, "Am I shot?" Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yep. And so you didn't want to rip his head off. I mean, even if yeah. I did, what was, yeah, so was, I, gonna... what was I going to actually do that? Yeah. Wanting to do something and being able to are two different things. <laughs> I know Ooh. they called that time the Wild West, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Some people are listening to this and 
probably don't find one bit of humor in it. I think it's insanely hilarious. I can't. I, 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 just because I know everyone involved and I was the one that it happened to, I think I have the right to think it's funny. Um, So Scott is going to be in a tag team uh, match, and that's going to be happening happening on July second. So just case anniversary for TNA Impact Wrestling. Sorry. Okay. Um, Another person that's going to be returning to the ring is going is going to be uh, Ken Anderson. Mister. Anderson. Yep. So he's going to be uh, officially on the Ring of Honor. His debut is going to be Saturday, April 28th in Minnesota. Yes, he's going to be wrestling at a show there in Hopkins, Minnesota, right outside the Twin Cities. It's a a suburb of the Twin Cities. We like Hopkins. Yeah? Yeah. I used to live right right near there. So. I think this is great for Ring of Honor because they're so used to having wrestlers and Focusing on solely on the wrestling, that having an entertainer and someone who has a big over-the-top character come into yep. Ring of Honor, I think it'll really help. And Ken can, can, can wrestle. Oh, yeah. And But that's, I mean, everyone else there can too. Mm-hmm. So it's, Ken's bringing something else to the table. And I think it's a big benefit to the school too. Do you think he'll be able to bring some of his kids along? I don't know. I, I hope I'm, so. Probably to, at least to the show in Minnesota. I would love to see uh, Ken Anderson versus Dalton Castle. And his students as Dalton's boys, the fanboys. Oh, yeah. Fan him off. That would be mm. hilarious. I see that. Money, Ring of Honor, book it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we like Ring of Honor and we like Ken Anderson. So yeah. good luck to both of them. All right. Uh, Jack Swagger has some news for us for a new tour. So Jack Swagger has announced that he will be officially part of the Tommy Dreamer's House of Hardcore promotions that's going to be happening happening in Australia in June. The tour of House of Hardcore. The, Tommy Dreamer's doing great things with that company. He seems like he took the ECW formula and figured out how to use it in modern time of just doing like a show with a bunch of cool people where like you're advertising the... The entertainment of the show. It's not necessarily you want to see this guy wrestle this guy, yeah. but it's just like all of Hearts of Hardcore is income. Yeah, and they're and it's not it's it's all the good parts. Yeah, it's all exactly. the good things. It's it's the good things. He took the good things from from the old ECW. Yeah, and polished it up a bit, and uh, and and uh, presents it very well, and and. And the business model seems to be uh, working very well for him. Definitely. Yeah. And I think this is Jack Swagger's first independent show. Because I don't think he was an indie wrestler before he went to WWE. He w- yeah. So that should be awesome. I wonder who they're going to put him against. I'd like to see him go against Bull James, formerly Bull Dempsey. Yeah, B- Bull James. Um, I- I've always been a fan of the House of Hardcore way because it like you said it takes the best of ECW which includes wrestlers of all sizes doing all sorts of amazing things and remarkable things in that ring and I, I agree I would like to see the two of them go together too so do they do, they do live streaming or is it after it's no, done it's, then it's it's, it's live it? show and you could buy the DVDs or oh. watch it online but they don't do a live stream or right iPay-per-views I don't think I think he's trying to stay away from that because so many other uh, independent companies are doing that mm-hmm. he wants to be different yeah. I want to see Jack Swagger versus, like, you know, Jeff Cobb, 
Matt Riddle. You know, yeah. a lot of these guys that are on the independent scene right now that are going His around style. having great matches with each other. That'd be really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Jeff Cobb versus Jack Swagger. It's going to be a good thing for Jack Swagger that he uh, is, isn't in WWE right now at this point in his life. Yeah. He's going to do some really good things. Watch. Yeah. I think he'll be like a Cody Rose where they go out on the indies and they get such a big following that when they go back to the WWE, they're put right into main event yeah. territory. And he's going to find he's going to find Jack Swagger. He's going to real like find who Jack Swagger is on his own and not with, you know, a bunch of people telling him who Jack Swagger is. Cuz he's Jack Swagger, not them. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. And now he gets a chance to figure that out who Jack Swagger is. Looking forward to seeing that. Yes. That'll be fun. All right. And Vince McMahon gets his own biopic. All right. So um, TriStars, according to The Hollywood Reporter, TriStar Pictures is moving forward on the biopic about Vince McMahon, which will be called Pandemonium. Pandemonium. Thank you. Um, The film covers McMahon's ascension to the wrestling business. And, of course, WWE Studios is going to be involved in it because I feel like. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. You have to be, and also all those, all the stuff, um, all their movies, and you know, Beyond the Ring, all this other stuff is really well produced. Yeah. So, I'm actually really interested to see one who's going to portray him. It's the only thing I want to know. Really? Yeah. Who would you cast? Bradley Cooper. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I really, I was thinking about this when I wanted to talk about the story. Uh, and now I, I'm, I would have to actually. It's going to have to be somebody with that the dimple, dimple on the chin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking like a Josh Brolin. You know, I was thinking of some somebody like that, you know, with the look like that. What else is he in? Well, uh, well he was in MB3. He was the young version of Tommy Lee Jones' character. Oh, yes. Um, the guy from Thanos. The Country from Old Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Jonah yeah. Hex. Jonah Hex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he'd be a good Vince McMahon. I see that. I totally see that. He played George Bush. Who, uh, who, would you, who else would you want to see as side characters in the movie in Vince's life? Like as the kids or as like uh, Gorilla Monsoon? Wow. Uh, we need to actually sit and think about that off the air. And, like, yeah. Before, you know. All right, we'll do a part two of this episode. Yeah. yeah. yeah there's so much to include, too. There's yeah. so many characters. And they, they didn't say, they said the Ascension, but are they going to, you know, jump five years to a certain part? Like they didn't say any of that. So it's going to be interesting how they're going to tell the story. Because if you write it incorrectly it's going to be a flop yeah so right well, i wonder i wonder what things they're going to cover in this story though yeah if they're going to talk about the the steroid scandal court case wrestlemania obviously sure they are every it's yeah it's a lot yeah, yeah the it's, thing is, it's vince's story yeah and he's it's his to tell and so you think he's gonna not tell that story how he wants to tell it that's a good point. Yeah. Of course they're going to touch on all that stuff because he beat the government. <laughs> Name, you know, how many people have ever done that even? Not many. Name me one. Vince that, McMahon. That, <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't, you know, take a plea. Yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. I hope it starts with him uh, buying the company from his dad and his dad just like jingling the four quarters he used to carry in his hand hmm. or in his pockets all the time. It's like the opening scene. Or it can do a flashback. 
So oh, you have him somewhere, and then they go. There's so many There's, options. Yeah, I, so I many wonder. Options. This is gonna be cool to hear how this plays out. Yeah, I hope it's. I hope it. But it's I'm gonna sure go it's on. gonna kill it. Hopefully, whoever Vince that is involved is. in it. The WWE Films is involved, and is it WWE Films? Um, it's gonna be TriStar Pictures, Pictures yeah. but in association. With yeah. WWE so Studios. they, his story was bought, but Vince has, he can say yay or nay well, to what happens. Yeah. It's not happening otherwise. <laughs> so. so we're going to come back with a part two as, as far as who we think is going to be in the movie and who's going to yeah. play all the characters. Put a pin in that. We'll put a pin in yeah. that. All right. Well, that has been your X-Pac 12360 News. You can follow us on AfterBuzz TV on everything AfterBuzz TV. And then also at twi- on Twitter at The Real X-Pac, on Instagram at X-Pac, X-Pac 12360, and on Facebook as well under the same. And buy the shirts at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Sean Waltman X-Pac 12360 shirts. Yeah, they're on cool. there. Cool. And all your shirts, not just the, the X-Pac 12360 shirts, but the six shirts, the 123Kids shirts, they're all there. Yep. Rock it. Yeah, buy the shirts. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. So we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to come back with the Darren Young interview. Yeah. All right. So good. Be right back. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of One Man's Midlife Crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means. In university, he played one year of football before deciding to commit to professional wrestling. He made his professional debut in 2002 on the independent circuit. He first appeared as a rookie on NXT and was a part of the group The Nexus. He moved on to the main stage as part of the tag team, the primetime players, who went on to win the WWE Tag Team Championship in 2015. He made history by being the first openly gay active wrestler. He calls himself Mr. No Days Off. Please welcome... Fred Rosser, a.k.a. Darren Young. Yeah. 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 A.k.a. The Handsome Hustler. Don't forget oh, that. Oh, I'm going to that. The Handsome Hustler. Me. I got all types of nicknames. Okay, okay. Ha- you, hashtag that. I thought you'd get a bigger pop. <laughs> <laughs> Just Come on, pop. Hey, man. Uh, uh, like, all seriousness, thank you so much for coming on. Really here, appreciate man. it. When, when I found out that you, you were going to uh, make the trip over here and be in studio, man, I was like, yes. Thank you so much. Pac, you know firsthand that I'm a huge fan of you. And like, you know, they say, you know, never meet your heroes because you don't know how they're going to react to you. And you are one guy that has always showed me love and has always accepted me. And I'm happy to be here today. That's awesome. (laughs) That's real talk. That's That's real talk. Hey, um, when did we first meet? Did we ever meet on, when you were in Independence, or was it strictly on uh, FCW? We, we've met a few times on Independence, uh, but you know, I did my thing, you did your thing, but I was always watching your matches from the curtain. Oh, Very nice. few people to do that watch uh, people that came before then. And uh, from Raw back in the day, I was just, you mesh well with so many guys, Jamie Noble, your stuff uh, in WCW. I'm just a huge fan of it. You just made everyone look good. I would watch you to see how you would work the bigger guys, you know? Yeah, man. And the timing and the pacing, that's something I always tried to mirror between you, Shawn Michaels, uh, Kurt Angle. I try to mirror you guys. 
Thanks, man. That's, I appreciate you saying that. Always makes me feel good. That's so awesome. Says yeah. Like that. It's the truth. But this ain't, this ain't about me. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you always tell this story about your last independent match before you went to the main roster. You, you wrestled Big Daddy V, Viscera, and the advice he gave you, and that when you made it to the main roster, you called him to thank him that he saw potential in you and gave you that motivation. Were there any other veterans on the indies when you were on the indies that took the time to take you aside and give you some advice? Well, like you mentioned, Big Daddy V was so wonderful to me. And you deal with a lot of these OGs, original gangsters that have been in the game for a long time. And, uh, you know, they kind of look at you, like size you up. They talk about you, they whisper, oh, how's this kid, how's this kid, you know? And then once it was all said and done with me and Big Daddy, he said, you know what, something, boy? You're going to be up on the road in eight months. And I was like, man, Big Daddy V, thank you for, you know, saying that. I hope it happens. And he was right. May 4th, 2009, I got signed out of 75 guys and girls from all over the world. I beat them out. Nice. And at the time, this was a pay tryout. So I had to pay. Oh, you had to pay. I had to pay. So this was an invite, you know. Yeah. So I had to pay $1,000. And this was like my last resort. You know, if I didn't get signed with WWE in 2009, I would have been... Uh, a firefighter. Now, okay. explain to me, okay, you paid $1,000 for a tryout. Where was this? This was in Tampa, Florida, uh, off Del Maybury. At the, at the FCW, uh, at, okay, where yeah. I first, where I very, where I remember first meeting you. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. okay, I see. So that's where I started, and I paid. I, I, my first day in FCW was June 25th, 2009, the same day Michael Jackson died. So Ooh. I remember all these dates, oh, wow. you know? So I remember coming in and everyone's phone is blowing up and I'm like, man, what the hell's going on? My first day at FCW, I'm nervous. Michael Jackson's passed away. So that's a date that I'll never forget. Right. Now when you, uh, did you tell other people that you were going down and having to try out and that you were gonna pay $1,000 to have someone look at you? Oh, people knew. People yeah, knew. What, were the, what, what'd you hear from people about that? Uh, they were all positive, you know, because yeah. I, I always give off positive vibes. People, my inner circle, they wanted me to succeed. They knew that I was hungry. They knew this was something I wanted to do. For me, there was no plan B. Right. This was something I've always wanted to do. I love the entertainment business. You gotta be a unique individual to do what we do. You gotta, some screws have gotta be loose <laughs> you to, do, to do what we do. And I ask myself sometimes, man, why do I do this? Why do I beat my body up? Now I ask myself that. Yeah. And I say to myself, because I love it. I just don't know why. I just know that it, it fulfills a void in my life that I love wrestling. But not only do I love wrestling, I love giving back to the community yeah. because that's what it's all about. Because we're larger than life superheroes in WWE. And to be able to give advice to the younger kids and even the younger talent uh, about how to make it, how to follow your dreams, that's what means the most to me. Nice, man. Um, when, when you were younger, like, tell me about your childhood, D. Tell, sure. Like, I mean, you know, like your parents yeah. and, and how you, like, the family situation growing up. Born and raised in dirty New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, the Northeast was uh, an area where the independence was off the hook. But uh, growing up, uh, both my parents were together. Um, they supported me 110%. Uh, when they found out that I was going to be doing wrestling, they still supported me, especially my mom. Uh, my mom comes to all of my speaking engagements. She comes to all my wrestling events. She's my number one supporter. And my dad's the type of guy that he'll just, he won't tell you to your face that you did a good job, but he'll tell the family, he'll tell everyone oh, else. Okay. It's like, Dad, you know, did you see my match on SmackDown? Oh, well, you lost. Who, Dad, I'm on SmackDown. <laughs> who, who the hell cares? Yeah. I'm on SmackDown. Who, win or loss, it doesn't matter, you know? So... 
he's he's that type of guy. But I know he cares. And I know he um, is proud of me. Did you ever like? Was it a situation though? Like, did you ever feel like uh, wasn't good enough when whenever you did something, or was it that type of situation? Uh, he always wanted me to do better. Like, gotcha. you know, if I'm losing, how come I didn't get a W? If I got A's and maybe uh, two C's, oh, why did you get two C's? But that's just like, you know, that's how a father is, a caring father is. He he wants his son or daughter to do well. And obviously, it paid off. I yeah. Mean, right. I mean, I was raised to love people. I was raised yeah. not to hate. I was raised to lift other people up and not break them down. So it's all about how you were raised. And my parents, I think they raised a good kid. I'm the only child, so I was who'd spoiled. You, who'd, you, who'd you train with? Because I was trying to find that out. And oh. like I saw the name of a wrestling school, and I'm like, I never, like IW, IWF. IWF Wrestling School in West Patterson. And this guy, Kevin Knight, uh, he had a great mind for the business. He never did anything with WWE or any of the major organizations, sure. but the one thing he taught me was professionalism. To have boots and tights and to look like a professional athlete, to look like the part. That's right. Don't look like your next door neighbor. And that's one thing uh, I'll always take. And there's, um, uh, I learned so much from him. I learned so much. And a couple of guys have tried to make it to WWE, but out of that school, I'm the only one that's been grinding for so long. Since, how, since 2009, I've been with WWE. How come you and nobody else from your school? Um, hard work? You know. Talent? I mean, it's, it's got, it's, I mean, hard work, talent, good attitude. You know, I mean, those are the, to me, the key yeah, parts sure. of the recipe. You know, there's a saying that goes, without commitment, you'll never start. Without consistency, you'll never finish. You know, you got to be committed. you got to be committed to whatever it is that you want to yeah. do. And, and if you don't commit, you're not going to start. And how was that? Like, okay, you played football for a while. I played one-year football. Yeah. Um, Weren't feeling it? No, no, I just did it to stay off the streets and to, like, stay in shape and to roughhouse people. You know, I would hit late. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I hated football. I would just hit late, and then people want to fight me, and then I'd turn yeah. into a wrestling match. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, always, always. When I did amateur wrestling and football, i just hit people late, then they want to fight. I'm like, come on, let's go. Now I'm in wrestling mode, and i yeah. take them down. So no, you're always a heel, then? Uh, always a heel, yeah. Always. Okay, so when you're, when you're in high school and you're playing football and wrestling, did you know you were uh, gay back then? I knew my whole life. Your whole life? You know, Give me an age when, when you became kind of aware that you were... I just always, I always knew I just suppressed my feelings. Just fear of judgment, you know, fear of losing friends. Yeah. So um, for 30 years, I'm 33 now, for 30 years I just lived my life not being myself. So just imagine, you know, think of your most downest moment in your life right. and times it by 10, that's how I felt. Just imagine not being, not being able to be like other normal couples. That's what I wanted to be ultimately as I grew up. I want to be like normal couples. I right. want to be able to hold hands in public and be affectionate, you know, when the time is right in a classy way. Yeah. But um, that was my main goal. That was my main goal. And I accomplished it. And I did it by coming out to TMZ. Yeah, you, <laughs> it was just like spur of the yeah. moment, yeah. right? You know what? I came out to TMZ. I tell people I came out to TMZ when TMZ wasn't cool. Now right. we have a relationship with TMZ, yeah. TMZ Sports. You see other WWE superstars on there. That, that wasn't like that in 2013 when I came out. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, when TMZ approached you, they hit you with the hard questions. No. And I was approached by TMZ several times. And then when they hit me with that question, then I said to myself, 
shit, right place, right time, yeah. you know? Sure. And I walked out of the interview confidently and stuff like that, but I went back to my hotel room. I was a nervous wreck. Oh, wow. Nervous wreck, throwing up, sick, you know? Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I was yeah. sick. I was like, man, what the hell did I just do? So I immediately called this uh, young lady, Jane Getty. Oh, Jane Gettys. Oh, yeah, yeah I know Jane. Yeah. She played, She was with the LPGA. Yes, yeah. And uh, she's an amazing yeah. woman. Yeah. I, I, it's sad that she's not in WWE yeah. anymore. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, and she's she's a she's um, uh, LBGT like yeah she's gay yes I, yeah. is that the right way of putting it for the yeah ladies? I mean yeah and she's a great parent too great parent amazing she has, she has two twins I think yeah but yeah she was wonderful she, so I immediately called her up and I told her what had happened as soon as I got to my hotel room because right. I I didn't know how I was going to be perceived on TV and um, she assured me everything was going to be okay and then the day. The day after, I had to do my first anti-bullying, be a star for right. WWE, and I called up Stephanie McMahon. I said, Steph, I can't do it. I'm, I can't leave my hotel room because I was emotional, anxiety going through my head. I just didn't know. I was, it was like the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Sure. And um, she assured me everything was going to be okay, so I got dressed. I did my first be a star, and, and it was the best decision I made because now I'm able to make a difference in people's lives. And it might sound soft and all that stuff, but it's the truth because in the society that we live in, there's too much hate, too much craziness going on. You think? So, I mean, I want to yeah. be that superhero. I want to be that superhero for a, the young up-and-comers to show them that it's okay to be yourself and to live your life honestly and truthfully. Yeah. So so none of, none of uh, your colleagues had a clue you were gay? No, and Randy Orton said in the interview that, you know, he had no idea. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, wrestling is like high school. One person finds out, everyone knows. Sure. But I kept it undercover for so long, and it was eating me up inside. Mm. I, re up I inside. remember when I found out, I was like, hmm, you don't kiss like a gay guy. <laughs> but anyway, what? what's so funny? What? Uh, uh, what is that supposed to mean? I do. <laughs> no, no, like. Sorry, I'm trying to bring a little levity to the yeah. situation. You're a good kisser. Anyways, just, oh, you, sorry. You make me blush, man. Jeez. Uh, Anyways. Did you call her before you called your homie Trouble? Uh, or after? No, I called my friend Trouble. Okay. I called my friend Trouble, who lives in Yonkers, New York. Uh, I used to wrestle with him on Independence. His name was Tommy Trouble. So I called him Trouble, and I told him what I should do, and he said I should call someone from WWE, and that's what I did. It did look on the video that, like, once they asked you, it was like you were, you were waiting for somebody to ask you. Like, not in a, like, you know, like, almost like a bait type of way, but it was just kind of like you're waiting to just say it out loud. And it was just the, the interview was seamless, because I, 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 I work for TMZ, and yeah. we have some interviews that, you know, are just not as great but it just seemed like it was just perfect timing yeah everything seemed um perfect in that situation and people always say oh you know it it was set up it was set up you know what it wasn't set up and the truth is the truth mm -hmm. you know i'm a gay wwe superstar lgbt advocate and i'm living my dream as a wwe superstar my sexual orientation shouldn't have to you know you know, bother anyone uh, in WWE because I don't throw myself out there like that. Right. You know, I, sure. I, I come to work, I do my job, uh, I entertain the crowd, I wow the crowd, and I go to the next city. Yeah. Have you have you had anyone like uncomfortable, awkward around you? Like, in you know, I'm not, obviously not naming yeah. names, but yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, has, have you have you experienced any of that after you came out? You know what? To be honest with you, you know, you know, I have people's uh, mannerisms. You can tell I'm good with body language. Yeah. I can tell when someone is kind of, you know, 
not uh, taken too kindly by me. Mm-hmm. But like I said, if they don't know you personally, don't take it personal. I, sure. I always say that all, all the time. If they don't know me, then don't take it personal. But the guys that were a supporter, CM Punk, Randy Orton, Big Show, guys that you wouldn't even think, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember with CM Punk, when he had his match with Brock Lesnar, um, after his match, he was all iced up from head to toe, and I was sitting in catering. And he came up to me, and my back was to everyone in catering, and he told me to stand up. He said, stand up. And I said, what? He's like, give me a hug. I said, wow. He's all iced up. Give me a hug. He's like, I'm proud of you for being so courageous to say what you said and do what you do. Uh, if you have any problems with any of the guys in the locker room, tell me and I'll take care of it. And that meant wow. the most to me. CM Punk, who's a little uh, rough around the edges, sure. but he had my back. Randy Orton had my back. Big Show had my back. Even Mark Henry had my back. But with Mark Henry, it wasn't always like that. Because Mark Henry, a couple of years ago, and I think you'll enjoy this, when I first came up on the roster, I had I had hair like Enzo kind of. Like, I remember. It, it was spiky mm-hmm. yeah, and stuff like that. So Mark Henry... You know how he is. Mark Henry, he's just sitting there in, in the locker room. He's like, and this is a couple months I'm on the road. He's like, boy, and he's long-winded. Yeah. <laughs> so give me a second. Yeah. Boy, why you got your hair like that? And, again, I can say this story because he's going to be putting this in his book. Right. So I, sh- I told him, hey, when I have an opportunity to tell this story, I'm going to tell it because I don't want to at first offend him. But sure. He's okay with it. Yeah. So, again, he's sitting there. He's, boy, why you got your hair like that? I said, hey, Mark, I'm biting my nails. I said, Mark, I'm just trying to be different. I'm just trying to stand out. Well, you know what makes you look gay? <laughs> <laughs> and this was before I came out. Right. So I, I, I'm just stuttering like I am now. I said, Mark, 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 I'm just trying to be different, man, you know? And then fast forward to like when I came out, uh, the morning I came out, he called me. Uh, this was in LA at the hotel. He called me. He said, come down to the green room. This was during SummerSlam. So I said, oh, shit. So I went down to the green room, and he gave me the biggest hug. And he was like, man, how come you didn't tell me? I was like, Mark, I didn't tell nobody. You know how hard it is for me? And Mark said, you know, in his book, when he writes a book, the caption is going to, uh, one of the chapters is going to be about me. And uh, one of the, caption is going to be insert foot and mouth (laughs) (laughs) he felt like an idiot man he felt like but but mark and i are like this you know he is a wonderful human being man he's a great father and a great husband too yes but don't pet him (laughs) (laughs) oh man you know i saw that yeah yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) but have you had any like uh crazy experiences with mark uh, not really, but a lot of people think I put poop in the sandwich <laughs> because of the because of the skit. You remember the oh, skit the where Mizar we came Henry out, skit. you know, with the black face yeah, and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he didn't like that. I, yeah, I really like that. Well, he said he thought it was funny. Like, like okay, it would never have done that. Like in today's I age, know, right? I know, I know. And it was it wasn't my idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, I did it. Yeah. So. Um, Anyways, yeah. He means dressing up, not putting poop in the sandwich. No, I didn't put the poop in the sandwich, I swear. Yeah. What, someone put poop in the sandwich? That was just a, it was a rumor. And, and I, I talked about it um, during the, when we did that skit, you know? I was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I was like, hey, 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 Rock. I don't know what you're cooking. It smells like shit, but I'll eat some anyway. Oh, man. Yeah. And everyone busted up yeah. laughing. Yeah. And I said shit on the air, and they didn't get mad because it was funny. Yeah. If it wouldn't have got over, I would have been in trouble. That's how it is. <laughs> yeah, that's how it is. That's but anyways, is. just wanted just a real sweetheart. 
Mark yes, Henry. Yes, he is. He is. Yeah. I'm like drive Miss Daisy. I'm the guy that drives everyone. I drove yeah. him around, Kali around because I get a free car and I, you know, I love I love driving. You know, I'm in control. You used to get Dalip yes. duty. Yes, I did for a while, and oh, that was cool. Can we but, talk about that? Well, I'm a little pissed off because there would be times when you know I drive him around. He's he's like brother, brother. I'm hungry. Denny's. I say, Kali, there's no Denny's around here. All right, brother, we're Chili's. So I, I take him to Chili's. I'm driving him. We eat. You would think that he would maybe pay for the bill. Oh, come on. Oh, no. Yeah, why not? Right? No, I mean, come on. He didn't even... No, he didn't pay for the bill, cheap ass. <laughs> Was that part of your duties? Uh, Did you know. turn the receipt into the office? No, I didn't do that. No. Uh-oh. No, I didn't do that. Well, they gave me a free car, and so I just... I said, I have no problem doing that. You get a free car, I'm saving money. So, beggars can't be choosers, man. I heard that that was a situation in FCW where you got Kali duty, and like Hawkins would get it, Luke Gallows would get it, I and he really it. liked Luke Gallows, so Luke Gallows would get it all the time. <laughs> and he's like, it'd be me, Kali, in this little ass car, yes, <laughs> driving yes. around, and whatever he yeah. wanted to do, you had to stop what you were doing and go, maybe you go yeah. gym, maybe yeah. you get food, yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. anything. But you know how much rentals are, man, so it's not how much you make, it's about how much you save, so. Yeah, I can see a lot of people don't realize, they still don't realize, like, WWE superstars, they get a plane ticket to the town, and then you're on your own. Yeah. You pay for your own, rent a car, your own hotel, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Still like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Unless mm. you have a speaking engagement with WWE, and they'll take care of your rental, or they'll take care of car service, or your hotel, so. Or unless you just you renegotiate your deal and have it put in your contract. Mm. That wow. they pay for it so yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Some guys have that. Some guys I imagine they do. Yeah. So do you get to claim that on your taxes, or that's just a loss? It's just a loss. No, no, that's all. That's all like write-offs. Oh, okay. thing, all right. I mean, yeah. yeah. Thank God. Yes. Ended up with no money at the end of the year if it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. after your TMZ video and you come out, what were like when you would do signings like Access? What were some of the things fans would say to you before you came out? as opposed to afterwards? Like, do you get a lot of talk about their experience and how you've helped them? Yeah. Well, before I came out, you know, fans are fans. They love you or hate you. But when I made my announcement, I didn't realize how much of an impact that I had made on people's lives. Of all people, when I came out, Cher had contacted oh, wow. me uh, via Twitter. And she said, you know, because of my story that I made it comfortable for one of her friends who's a wrestling fan to come out to his family. So I said, wow, that's amazing. That's I, huge, I, dude. I, I got goosebumps yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe it. I still haven't met her yet. Uh, so hopefully someday in the near future that we can link up. I was in the same room with her one time, Billboard Music Awards one year. Oh, my. Wow. The wow. Energy, just the aura, you know. The aura, huh? Yeah, man. Like Undertaker aura. Like, <laughs> just kind of like Rick James. Except she different. Aura. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, man, Cher, yeah. huh? Yeah, Cher contacted me. And then, you know, since the time I came out to now, I've met hundreds of fans that have contacted me social media or I've met in person and said, uh, because you, um, I'm more courageous. I follow you on Twitter. I follow you on Instagram. Yeah. And, like, your stories inspire me. And that's all I want to do, man. That's all yeah. I want to do because I didn't have that help, you know, years ago. Now I want to be able to help people that don't have a family to – support them and I said be a part of my family on social media you know nice so do you remember like your very first match 
Like, what, what was that experience like? My very first match with WWE or on the minor league level? Ever, yeah, minor league level. Yeah, my first match was like December 29th, uh, 2000, 2002. Oh. Um, so it was like, I, I think I might have wrestled my trainer or one of the top students, mm -hmm. but it was there training in a garage where I got that on-the-job training. <clears throat> I learned the basics, you know? Yeah. I wasn't a high-spot guy. I just, my feet stayed on the ground like Hulk Hogan. And I just focused on the basics and character development and being professional. And I just took that to the uh, indies, yeah. indies, and I did great on the indies. How long were you on the indies for? Uh, from 2003 to 2009. How many uh, wrestlers, like I saw a match with you and Joey Ryan, oh, and he's yes. gone on to do other things. How many independent wrestlers did you work with when you were on the indies that you've gone on to see now that you're in WWE? Either come in as enhancement talent or get jobs? Well, Kofi Kingston, his name pops up because he trained up in chaotic wrestling in Boston, and I would do a lot of chaotic wrestling uh, because they had a connection with WWE. So I get paid 25, 20 bucks to drive all the way up to Boston to do these shows, but the relationship I had with chaotic wrestling was, you know, if you can get me some extra work with WWE, I'll work for free, so they would they would hook me up and get extra work with WWE. So anytime uh, Chaotic would have tryouts, uh, Kofi was up and coming, and him and I had tryout matches back and forth. And it was the one tryout match that he had that he got signed, and I didn't get signed. Mm. So, um, but I knew he had that it factor, and I wasn't hating on him one bit. And sure. him and I are still friends, and and we still talk. And he also makes fun of me. Because back in the day, I used to always cut my promos like this to sound masculine, you know? Because ah. one, I was a big Shane Douglas smart, and two, I wanted to come across as masculine because I felt like I came across maybe too feminine, you know? So I would always cut my promos like this. And <laughs> Kofi always makes fun of me. Sound like Johnny Laronitis. Yes, yes, yes. Johnny Laronitis. Yes, yes. So, <laughs> so Kofi always throws that up in my face. But Kofi's one guy that I'm happy to see doing great. And uh, he's one guy that him and I went toe-to-toe -to -toe when it came to tryouts. Yeah. And he did his thing, and I did my thing. Yeah, he's an amazing athlete. Yeah. Unbelievable, yeah. man. Yeah. Wow. Did you, like, go back to the... Look, I mean, I, I'd like to talk more about the wrestling stuff, but, like... Whatever you want to talk, talk about, about anything. But the thing is, like, when you brought up Cher, just, like, and, you know, all the stuff with uh, your struggle and everything, yeah. I, you, you had the balls to come out and, and say you're gay yeah. to, to the world. Uh, you can't possibly like when you look at um, the what's the percentage you think of of gays in, in, in society like there's it's it's big a lot bigger than people realize yeah absolutely. okay yeah. so I can't believe you're the only WWE superstar that is gay I think you're probably just the only one that had balls to come out come yeah on. I mean if it was easy everyone would yeah. you know be open and honest but. Um, I always tell people don't don't force yourself to come out. Right. You know you don't need to just come out to the world and oh you know. But it's very important for you to be comfortable. You know, comfortable and have that inner circle of support around you because it gets lonely sometimes. It get really lonely. So having that support system to kind of be there for you and let you know that everything's going to be okay. That's yeah. that's what people need. You know, we all need that support system. When you were younger though, like I'm I'm imagining that you went through a lot of the same stuff that I hear other people uh that are, that are gonna go, go through uh, you know as ch as children as young adults and yeah. uh, you know the mental stuff that comes along with it. And I mean, were there any like 
Do you have any like suicidal thoughts? Anything like that? To be honest with you, I did. Uh, right now, I'm actually working with uh, the Trevor Project that's based out of L.A. They deal with LGBT teen suicide. So, uh, yeah, I've had those thoughts without ending it. I mean, I'm not the only one, but yeah. I want to be able to help. When I speak to these kids in the audience, if I can help one or two people just yeah. change their mind about it or just say, you know what, I'm not going to give up, then I'm doing my job. Yeah. I'm Did, doing my job. When, I'm, were you were you brought up to think that it was wrong to be gay? Um, no, no, never brought up uh, thinking that gay was bad. Uh, a lot of people don't know, but my mom's actually gay. Oh wow! This is oh. the first time I'm saying this to you or wow. any podcast. It's something I was going to save for my YouTube, but yeah, my mom's actually gay, and she's been gay for a long time. My parents live together, you know, financially, they're best friends, and financially, just good for them to stay together, you know, they're friends. Um, but I knew my mom was gay, and I was always that type of guy that kind of looked down upon it, uh, like an idiot, you know? I'd look down upon it, or if I'd be around my friends, and they say, oh, that's gay, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you would jump jump on board yeah, and I'd jump on pile board on? like an idiot, man. Yeah. Now I'm never gay. Now I feel Even though you had idea that you were gay? Yeah, absolutely. Would, I, you, ever, would you ever describe yourself as self-loathing? Loathing? Sorry. What does that mean? Self, like I mean, well, you give me these big words, man. You well, I, mean, <laughs> I look at some people like and and, and they're not they they hate themselves for being gay, mm. like and yeah, that's so sad. It's heartbreaking yeah. to me, man. I don't I don't hate myself. I'm, no, no, yeah. I, not obviously not. Now you wouldn't have made it this far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. When you first signed to WWE, um, did you think, like, what was your thought process? Like, how am I going to keep this a secret? Or, you know, what are, are they going to find out? Or did you always feel like this was, before you came out, this was going to be an issue? Well, when I first got signed, I wasn't thinking about anything. Mm -hmm. And then I had met uh, my boyfriend at the time in 2012. I got signed in 2009, 2012. I had met my boyfriend. And him and I got very close. And uh, we moved to Miami. We, we, we were there for four years. And after a while, it's just like, man, you know, I gotta hide this stuff. It's just miserable, mm -hmm. you know? I can't hold hands. I just wanna be like normal couples. So you, I mean, what, what, what's your, what, what's his name? I Nikki. mean, we met, right, Nikki, right? We yes. met like several yes. times. Yes, yes, Yeah, yes. but when, when you were in the FCW, he was there too? Uh, no, no, I was already, um, I was already on the road. Had anyone met him before you came out? No. no. No, so he had to you had to keep him under wraps. Yeah, huh? keep him under wraps. God, that must have been just awful. Yeah, just awful. Just awful going out in public, just you know. Not even as like this is my friend Nikki guys. Yeah, I hated doing that. Yeah. 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 And and I hate using the word partner. Gotcha. Like, oh, come on. You know, he's my boyfriend. Who right. cares? Right. Now in, in the past I I read something where he said that you used to have girlfriends. Yeah, I did have girlfriends, man. Can, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Um my last relationship was um probably 2012 with a female um, her name is Andrea and she was a great girl if I could see her again I would you know talk to her and apologize to uh -huh. her and say uh, I'm, I'm just sorry because when it was all said and done and I told her that I was gay it, it wasn't that good it wasn't that good she was hurt but uh, she wanted to talk and be friends and at the time I was just like I just don't want to be bothered I just don't talk to me anymore fast forward today if I could talk to her and just Life's too short, man. She was a good girl to me. She helped me out with a lot of fitness, uh, 
fitness tips. Uh, but if I could apologize to her, I would. So you, I mean, even though you knew you were, was it a front? Like was it, it was a front. Front. Yeah, it was a front. I, I hate to admit it, but I was one of those guys that would just front, look down upon it, frown upon it. And it's just an awful feeling, awful feeling. That's heartbreaking, man, yeah. to hear you say that. Yeah, wow. awful. Are you still with Nikki? No, him and I separated. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's a long story, but um, his his goal is fashion. Fashion is his passion, and he wants to get his um, his uh, uh, his master's in fashion. So mm-hmm. doing that, he wants to go overseas to uh, UK to yeah, take care of that. To. So like you know, there's fashion in New York and California, but the best of the best is in the UK. Mm-hmm. So I support him, and maybe our paths across, but. I'm grinding, I want him to grind. And that's always been our beef, you know? I always, I always wanted to see him do well. He's a talented singer, dancer, blogger, yeah. he could be a personal trainer. So when we were together, all I wanted him to do was to, you know, build up his brand, build sure. up his value, because mm-hmm. two incomes are better than one. Right. And at the time, he was serving. So okay. serving's great. I said, if that's what you love to do, serving is great. Um, it's good but, money. It was hard work, man. Yeah, yeah. Physical work, hard, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's hard work, and he didn't like it. So I said, Nikki, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to help you. I have connections. If you want to sing, uh, you like R&B, you like Maxwell. I know Maxwell in Miami. You mm-hmm. can go and uh, maybe maybe go to his studio, and if you sound like shit, then, then maybe sure. it's not for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm that type of guy. I like seeing others under me succeed. You know, Absolutely. There's, there's no better feeling, you know. Was there was there any jealousy issues uh, with with him, with you on the road with other guys? At first, yeah. At first, yeah, because you know you're on the road, and probably he had friends in his ear yeah. saying, "Oh, you know." You know, he's out on the road. You yeah. Know, right. So I said, "Oh, okay." So it's like that. I brought him on the road with me twice. And he's seen everything I do, how we got to be at 4 a.m. for a flight, you know, the gym, the arena early, sitting around, hurry up and wait. So he's seen how it So was. when do we have time to do that stuff you think I'm doing? Yeah, yeah <laughs> right? exactly, yeah. exactly. So he's seen firsthand multiple times, and he, he respected me, and we didn't have any issues after that. And we never really had any issues. The one thing I learned from Nikki was to talk stuff out, to not suppress and keep everything in because... I can go from zero to hero like red instantly. You know, yeah. I'm a quiet guy, pop. Sure. You know, I had that short fuse. I'm sure you have a short fuse, but yeah, it's it's yeah, not yeah, as short as it used to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, I've seen it. But that's something I learned from him to just talk it out. If you talk out a situation, if you talk out a problem, yeah. it'll be a lot easier. Yeah, so. for sure. So you, um, in the beginning, you referred to yourself as handsome. What was what was your the handsome hustler? The handsome ha- hustler. So. You are very handsome, so I'm guessing I'm ladies kind of approached you. But when you came out as gay, did you have a lot of like gay guys who approached you too, or? Oh God, that's why I had to move out of Miami. Oh. Miami's too crazy, and they're very aggressive down yeah. there. Like you gotta like look at people and say, "Get your damn hands off of me." Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's funny because like. My tag team partner, Titus, like him and I will go out and we'll meet girls uh, at the hotel bar and then maybe one girl's feeling me a little bit and yeah. uh, and I say, I say, I'm gay. And then she she starts laughing, Titus starts laughing because I'm, say with a straight face, yes. I'm gay and they don't believe it because I come across as masculine. Not every gay guy is feminine, you know what I mean? Sure. Right. So I, I didn't come across as gay. 
So we always crack up about that anytime we meet females. Now I can just say whatever I want to say. Before yeah. I used to be a nervous wreck and just like, uh, or just like walk away. And I remember this one incident, Survivor Series, no, not Survivor Series, SummerSlam. Gabrielle Union was backstage uh, in catering and I overheard that she thought I was cute. When I heard that, I got the hell out of catering and I hid, <laughs> I hid. Because if we get that connection, I'm just gonna go in and be like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then just mess it up. So when I heard that, now I don't have to do that anymore. You know, I don't have to be forced to go to strip clubs with Mark Henry, you know? <laughs> right. And if I do wanna go, I'll go, but I don't go. Yeah. But at the time, like, being closeted, come on, come to the strip club, and I'd be so miserable and stuff like that. Like, this is ridiculous. Damn, you just stooge Mark Henry off of going to strip clubs. <laughs> uh, he knows. He knows. He this is his wife. <laughs> oh, please, he knows. She knows. Hopefully. So, when you were on the Ellen show, and Ellen was giving you praise for coming out the way you did and you gave her praise how what was the feeling like to finally meet someone like her who's paved the way oh man it was amazing um ellen when i got the opportunity to do her show i was like wow um but she was very cool to me she talked to me i've always thought that she she, she was attractive she's got beautiful eyes you know mm -hmm. big blue eyes uh but being able to sit down with her beforehand, I said, Helen, please take care of me, I'm nervous, you know? She's, oh, don't worry, you'll be fine. And we just went out there and revived, revived. So um, I told her, you know, anything I can do to help you, you know, we need to be that power team. Power yeah. team to uh, defeat, you know, sexual orientation issues. Sure. Hey man, what, what, do, you, what do you have going on out, when, why are you out here? in LA right now. We talked about that a little bit, but I want to make sure we get to that. Well, one, I'm out here to see family and friends and well, work hard, play hard, right. but the work I'm doing is I'm creating a YouTube channel. And at first I was like, man, YouTube channel, everyone's doing it. You know, do I have time to do it? Why should I do this? Then I had a couple of friends tell me that I should do it. And I said, you know what? You're right. I have a voice. And if my voice can be heard and I can use my platform to motivate people to follow their dreams and to don't let your sexual orientation hold you down. Don't let yeah. anyone limit your dreams. And not only can I relay that message, but I can also let people in on who Darren Young is, the WWE superstar, who Fred Rosser is, who he likes to hang with. Yeah. Because again, we don't get a lot of that time on TV. Zack Ryder's doing his thing with his YouTube channel. Why can't I use my YouTube channel to help inspire people and help people laugh and just say you know if he can do it i can do it you know they can identify with me especially being a sports athlete yeah they, for they, sure I mean, it's a lot different yeah and i mean yeah a lot of people have youtube channels man but a lot yeah. of people don't have good ones yes mm -hmm. yes you yes. know and i mean there's always i hope this one can be good you know of I course it's going to yeah. be good man yeah it's like everything you do like you put you're all in so yeah. it's going to be it's going to be great so when you have an idea for something like this YouTube channel, do you have to approach WWE and say, here's what I want to do, here's like a format for where I plan on going with this, and they have to okay it? Or uh, Yeah, you need some clearance, but I feel that they'll understand. They should understand that this is all positive. It's going to benefit me, it's going to benefit them, and it's going to benefit the world. And why not? That's... That's the big question. Why not? Why can't I have a YouTube channel so I can be able to help others? 
I say it all the time. So um, mm. you're you're injured. So how much time before you get back into the ring? Well, January 16th, Martin Luther King Day, I dislocated my elbow on that LED screen. Yeah. Ooh, the front screen. Yeah. yeah. So. Oh, I saw that. We have the yeah. clip. That was crazy. Play. Yeah. Yeah, it's right here. This is so vicious. It's right here. Wow, you guys got it queued up. Yeah. Yeah, watch my right elbow. If he would have just let you hit the back suplex on the apron. Play, yeah. guys. Oh, oh it went. It was like yeah. it, it, was, it looked like just bent regular, but yeah. it was backwards. Yeah, yeah. I, I was done. That is. Oh, tries to pull you and he in grabs and you like, by that nope. arm. What's that? He grabbed you right by the bad yeah. arm too. Yeah. But that adrenaline, I just I couldn't go. Then did you have an? Did you have an, uh, a prior injury on the same elbow? No, no, that was my first injury. Ah, uh, that's that's right. Yeah, so I got the Tommy John surgery. A lot of yeah. baseball players have that, and I've never played a you cut that, that time. Of, I, I've never played baseball in my life, so I'm training like a baseball player. So that was January 16th. I had surgery February 9th, and I think I should be cleared maybe by sometime June or July to wow. get cooking again. That's why I was confused because, I mean. At first it was your right elbow, or at first it was your, both both of them have been messed up, right? No, just the one. Oh, okay. Yeah, just the one. But four years ago, I tore my ACL and MCL. And a match with Fandango, right? Yeah. Oh. Damn, you know your history, man. He Try does. It, man. Yes, Try he it. does. He's the super, <laughs> he's got all the good questions. Yeah. <laughs> all the good wrestling geek questions. Yeah. yeah. That's good. And, like, I got hurt with Fandango doing a double axe off the apron to the outside, and Layla, Layla was behind him, so I kind of pulled back so I wouldn't plow Fandango into Layla. She yeah. hit the guardrail. So uh, I kind of went straight-legged and just blew it out. Did you finish that match? Hell no. Oh. Hell no. I said, that's it, you know? Fit came down, and and one of the doctors was like, is he really hurt? And Fit was like, yeah, he's really hurt, you know? Like, is he really hurt? That's know? crazy, dude. That was, that made my stomach turn. Oh, yeah. And I, I, so you know, vicious. I'm not a weak stomach. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm glad we got the footage of I never got footage of uh, getting hurt with Fandango, but that's just good footage. Yeah, because I looked kids, for it. Kids don't try this don't at home. Don't try this at home. Yeah. And that was a simple that was a simple spot you guys were doing. Simple yeah. little bump on the apron. Yeah, we do it all the time. Yeah. We do it. We had to kind of change our uh, change our spot because on Raw they were doing something similar. So John Laurinaitis uh, had me change it on last second in Gorilla. So we switch it, and that's and how. That's I got what it. happened. How do you feel about those LED screens as ring aprons and on the ring posts now? Oh, I think it's cool. I think it, I think it adds some bells and whistles to um, the overall picture. But, uh, yeah, that extra screen caught me right on that elbow, man. So that's oh, what did man. me in. Because that's like a bump you've taken before, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love taking it, and it doesn't hurt either. It doesn't hurt because you hold on to the ropes, break your yeah. fall, everyone, the ring shakes. So, yeah, freak it's accident. Just, Go ahead, Jimbo. Uh, I, I know you want to go. I have some well, stuff too. With all the charity work and, and all the things you're doing, is there any charity you haven't worked for or any uh, kind of group you want to work with to get your word out? Um, you know, there's there's uh, the Trevor Project that I'm starting to work with that deals with LGBT teen suicide. Um I'm heavily involved with uh, the Be A Star anti-bullying rally, uh, and I'm also in the process of starting my own foundation, the Block the Hate Foundation. Yes, I've been seeing that hashtag a lot. Yeah, so uh, that's, you know, dealing with, you know, bullying and, you know, 
being able to be yourself and all that other good stuff. But I'm still working out the logistics as to, you know, what's going to happen. Go ahead. Come on, Jimbo. Well, I thought I, I interrupted you. I thought you were ready to ask a question. I got tons of stuff. Go ahead, man. Um, whatever happened with Abraham Washington and the primetime players? Because he had so much potential from yeah. being the first manager with like a live mic during a match. It seemed like you're all all your vibes were good. You know, Abe Washington was a wonderful guy, and you know, he just said some things he shouldn't have said on social media, and it caused him to get fired and he was told from what I was told that he was told not to cross the line with certain things especially when you have a live mic and he did so um, it didn't work out for us but it could have had a lot of potential a lot of potential because it had never been done a, a manager had never been mic'd up he was like our agent huh. so it was different different I'm not familiar with with that situation he, he had like he was, this is when, he had his own show. Oh, yeah. go, go well, ahead. Yeah, this is when Linda McMahon was running for uh, Senate. office, yeah. and uh, I think he made a tweet like, you know, vote for Linda or die or something oh. like that. Oh, oh it's, geez. It's, it's okay. Like pushing the mm -hmm. pushing the envelope yeah. a little bit too much. So uh, it is what it is. And then Titus and I started doing our own thing, but it was a trio dynamic that I really enjoyed. Yeah, really enjoyed. I was a big. I'm a big fan of you and Titus as a team. You guys are yeah. have great chemistry. Everybody. Yeah, no, no, we have fun. Uh, a lot of what we do backstage, we try to put it out to the WWE universe. But Titus, he's something else. He, uh, he's he's just a big old intimidating guy. You yes. know, who wants things done his way, especially when it comes to promos. I'm like Titus. I liked him as Uncle Pancake. Oh, Uncle oh, Pancake, yeah. Pancake that Madison. Great, man. Because yeah. I flattened fools. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we had we so much fun with that. And you never know, we could be teaming again when I come back, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. I wasn't a fan of how they had you guys wrestle each other. I know. I wasn't a fan of that. I know. Just throw that out there. Because yeah. <laughs> no. I just thought, I mean, you guys have a bond. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's a chemistry that, like, oh, no, I don't want to see them fight. Yeah, no. It's, it's tough. Who do you boo for? Who do you cheer right. for? Yeah. So the matches were decent, but weren't anything that we want, wanted, yeah. you know. And, and the, also... I'm a fan of your work, uh, the, the stuff you've done with Mr. Bob Backlund. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, now, I wasn't, I wasn't um, convinced at first. Yeah, yeah. But, man, you're all in on that. You yeah. just went, oh, okay, bam. Well, the thing. If you would have half-assed that, it wasn't going to work. No, yeah. no. Well, the reason why I came up with this idea was, you know, tag teams don't last forever. So once I was done teaming with Titus, I was kind of down and out. And I kind of needed a life coach to kind of pick me up. So I kind of took the idea from Mike Tyson and mm -hmm. his former trainer, Cus. Customato. Yeah, uh -huh. so like they had an unusual relationship and Mike Tyson was, you know, locked in on Cus. So I said, why not bring Bob Backlund? Because we've done a lot of speaking engagements to, together beforehand. So I said, I want to bring back Bob back as my life coach. And I went to Vince McMahon with visuals and had it written out and he, he bought into it. He, he, he enjoyed it. This was your idea? This is my idea. Honestly, oh, that's awesome. incredible, yeah, man! Yeah, I was in my mind. I'm picturing this. I'm going, okay. They kind of, they trying to figure out, okay, what what we're going to do with Darren. Um, how about yeah. what are we doing with Bob? How about yeah. we stick Bob? Yeah, I'm thinking they came to you with this. No, and if they came to me with it, I was telling people like I always used to shit on everything when it was first uh, brought to me. Like yeah. I would have been like, I don't want to do that. No. Yeah, and then you know, uh, eventually. 
you wrestle know, Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. That I mean, that's <laughs> a good, yeah. I didn't want to wrestle Shane at WrestleMania, even though it was like in WrestleMania 15, because I yeah. wanted to wrestle a real wrestler. Oh, that's another oh, story, that's... right? How stupid of me, right? Because <laughs> it was great. Oh, jeez, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, great payday, I'm sure too. It was. So when you're, um, <laughs> it was. When you um, make your way back, do you have an idea? Are you going to continue with that uh, storyline, or is, have you guys decided on that yet, or is it still kind of? Uh, I've been thinking about going to the dark side and just saying people to f off a little bit. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. I might have to turn on Bob. I really, really would love to do something with Kurt Angle because he's one of my favorites of all time. If I could be like his GM secretary yeah. that always messes stuff up and then... You think turning on Bob's going to make you a heel? I think so. Yeah. I think so because when him and I are out there, yeah. he, he gets the crowd amped up and they love his energy. So I think me turning on him, people would probably enjoy that. And I've never been a heel heel by myself. I think I can pull it off. I know I, I know you could pull it off. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm still blown away that that was your idea. Yeah, it was that, my idea. That, all that. That's great. And Vince, and Vince bought into it. He bought into it. He contacted Bob. Bob was interested in doing it because at the time he was doing book signings sure. and stuff like that. So and him and I are in a gimmick. We talk every other day. And it's always 30 minutes on the dot. 30 minutes. He's like, all right, all right. All right, I got to go, Darren. You know, yep. ameliorate the day. All right, bye. He would call me. I don't care if I hadn't talked to him. I don't know how long. On your birthday. On my birthday, man, he would call me, and he would like he could tell me like he could tell you all these things about yourself, like you know. And I mean, y'all know about the presidents, right? Yeah. Yeah, you have to name all the presidents from the autograph. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's a different kind of cat, but yeah. you got to love Mr. Backlund. Yeah, and, and it's just different. And the guy can still go. I'd love to have a match with him. Like, he's 67. No, he's 66. I'm 33. I'd love to, like, do a little match with him, you know? He's little, not afraid. No, no. And but, he's still in amazing shape. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually before live events, when I'm on the road, we'll, like, roll around for an hour or yeah. two. He can still go. But why not? 66 years old, I like, let him be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to wrestle him every night for a while. Do you know he put me over in Madison Square Garden? I put him over everywhere, and he was like, "Oh, I, I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna return the favor for you one day." That was very nice of him to say that. Yeah. Wow. We get the Madison Square Garden, his like where he was the king, right? Yeah. He tells Vince, "I'm gonna put Kid over tonight." So he goes for the chicken wing. I reverse it and roll, roll rolling reverse. Well, Connor roll. Yes, that used yes, to be his finish. Yes, I beat yes, him with his yes, own finish in the yes. garden. He did yeah. that for me. I'll never forget that as long as I live. That's yeah, amazing. man. That's great. With your three different coaches, because you had Coach Punk on the first season of yeah. NXT, then Coach Chavo, and now Coach Backlund. Yeah. <laughs> what have you learned from each of those coaches that you've taken in your career? Oh, man. Well, Punk, uh, at the time, he, he didn't give me much advice. He just wanted me to convert over. You <laughs> to know? the straight edge. Yeah, straight edge. <laughs> so I wasn't down with that. And Chavo, uh, great guy, but I think – he was kind of on his way out, you know, and he yeah. wasn't really interested. Bob is one guy that really took me under his wing because he still believes, you know, and the more he believes, I start believing in myself. So it's it's real, man. I, I could I have probably 100 voicemails uh, saved on my phone of him just talking to me and just having great advice. And Can we get him to fix the tooth? Well, that tooth comes out. Okay. That tooth comes out, but sometimes he forgets it. I'm like, Coach, you know Vince... You know, Vince is going to want your tooth, tooth in. He's like, oh, I left it at the hotel. 
Well, he Cole's yeah, do it on purpose. <laughs> you know he's doing that on purpose. Yeah, yeah he is. He is. Yeah, he, he is because he, he thinks it looks cool. I said, but Coach, <laughs> Coach Vince wants your tooth in your mouth. So I'm yeah. always reminding him, please put your tooth in your mouth. Please, please cut your hair because they want Bob back in old, like of old. They don't want yeah. him looking all messed up. Yeah, <laughs> he's telling me I'm like you know I'm looking at his tooth and he can tell I'm looking at his tooth and he finally just said I was eating a sweet potato. Yeah, and yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm like Bob, what were you yeah. eating it raw? And you're like, oh yeah, that's how you eat it. <laughs> he was eating a sweet potato like an apple and he took his tooth yeah. out. Uncooked. Oh man, I'm like you are crazy. My jaw dropped. Um, that's so great. Wow. Yes, yes. Well, you mentioned Kurt Angle. There's a tweet you put up of your dream Survivor Series match that has you, Ricky Steamboat, uh, Yokozuna, Kurt Angle, and Fit Finley. Is that your dream team oh, that's as a Survivor dream. Series yes, team? Yes, my dream team. Who would you want to go against? Uh, We're talking about the good old like elimination, last man surviving Survivor Series days, right? Maybe DX. D oh! Yeah, DX. DX. <laughs> With Big Yoko, come on, man. They couldn't hang. They can hang. Once he drops that big leg on him, they can hang. That'd be so cool. I've been underneath that big leg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he never hurt me once, man. I know. Oh, he never was once. Yeah. He was the man. Yeah, I'm real cool with the Usos. So, yeah. like, uh, yeah. the Simone guys, I love them. Yeah. I love them to death. Very that family, people. man, they've always been so good to me. I, they bring me into their home. Yes. You know, just, I mean, just amazing people, yes. man. Love them to death. Yeah. Love them to death. And then, uh, you know, I I said this already for the show this past week. You know, um, Rosie passed away. Yes. Obviously, you know, condolences to the family over yes, that. But yes, anyways. yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I don't know how I got up. Oh, you were talking about Yoko. Yeah. yeah. I'm not afraid to veer off into the weeds on occasion. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, okay. Sometimes I, I we gotta pull thing. me back in. I do the same thing. Just I heard get back that about train. you. <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. Did you ever work? <laughs> did you ever work with Rosie while you were in WWE or on no, the Indies or anything? No, I mean, nope. Uh, Umaga was one guy I didn't work with, but I got dressed in a locker room with him. At the time, talent, extra talent, had their own locker room because yeah. we couldn't get dressed with the normal talent because one of the no uh, extras moved moved. Uh, uh, Teddy Long stuff and uh, JBL got mad, so that's when um, uh, the extras had their own locker rooms. So yeah. This one time, uh, uh, Umaka came in there to get dressed with the extras, and we were all nervous, but he was just so friendly with us, you know. So those guys are amazing. I've never been a fan of separating guys with dressing rooms, like the extras over here and the, you know, main talent over here. Well, like. the extras, like, they didn't know any better. They would, like, move. I mean, if someone moves your stuff, you know, you know that's the rule. Don't touch anyone's stuff. That part's yeah. Don't be fucking. With, excuse. Don't be that messing be with common, people's that stuff. That should be common sense anywhere. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Sorry but, about that. But uh, yeah, you know, JBL got pissed, and no extras were allowed to uh, get dressed with us anymore. Yeah, the locker room can be kind of a, a treacherous place. Sure. You know, probably not back. Now it's a lot more calm. Everyone's yeah, playing video games and stuff like that. Yeah, we got up, up, down, down going on. Yeah. You ever play that? I played it once, but uh, I'm not really a video game guy. My mom is more of a video game yeah. nerd. I'm me neither. That's why I, I just found out about it, and so I'm like, I'm like, man, I don't know about a lot of things. Yeah, but I think once you get once you get into it, then you'll enjoy. It. Yeah, you'll invest into it, yeah. but I don't take time out of my day to play hey with the with the injury right how when's the last time you uh, were able to train oh i've been training hard now now i'm really 
not really picking up the pace now, but uh, again, with the elbow, you have to make sure all the tendons in the elbow heal yeah. because you don't want your arm to be, you know, you want it straight. Right. Yeah. You know, once I'm done wrestling, I don't want to be like this. This is John Laurinaitis' shoulder when he had surgery, you know? Yeah. Oh. I don't want to be like that. I want to be up upright. So with the with the time that you've had off, you know, with the injury and stuff like that, what do you do? Like, you can't train for 24 hours. So what do you do in that in-between time? Like, what have you done with all this free time? Well, uh, when I'm not rehabbing, I'm pretty much staying busy with a lot of my speaking engagements, visiting um, libraries, and uh, I did something for the Devin Still, Still Strong Foundation that deals with kids that have pediatric cancers and um, gives money to families to so don't so that they don't have to worry about uh, the bills or anything, and they can focus on their kids. So doing stuff like that when I'm home, I'm a beach guy. No, I like to relax. Where's home now? Yeah. Tampa now. Oh, you're still in Tampa? Yeah, I live in Tampa. But nice. I used to live in Miami for about four years. And I just moved to Tampa, uh, Seminole. Both Florida, but man, Tampa and, and Miami are two totally yeah, separate like worlds. Nice day. That's yeah. why I had to get out of Miami. Yeah. And now you're in Seminole. Seminole. Yeah, I still so, live over there. Yeah, so it's very quiet. Yeah. Very quiet. It's a long way from the airport, man. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but it's it's easy. It's I fly to the airport. It's like 25 minutes. Yeah. You but, fly to the airport to fly out. Huh? You fly to no, the airport I, to fly I, I, out. I, 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 oh, yeah, like because you drive. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Taking no. two planes? No, no. Oh, wow. No. So, Damn, so you, you mentioned that you're an only child. Mm -hmm. Do you want to have kids? Of course, of course. And it's funny. I was just getting a haircut in Tampa, and some ignorant barber was uh, talking about you know, gay people, and yeah. I didn't say anything. I'm like, you got to be kidding. I know this guy knows who I am. I know he knows. He's just talking about, oh, you know, gay people can't reproduce, and uh, you know they're messing up the um, they're messing up the uh, population. I said, you got. I said to myself, you got to be kidding me. You know, I have an uncle who's um, uh, urologist in Hawaii, and he's got two twins, and he had a surrogate mother carry the baby, and the, uh, my god, babies are beautiful. So when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, oh, I, you know. I, I get to see That's what not ridiculous. to say. The thing, I, okay, one of my dear friends I've known for a long time, all my adult life, uh, is a wrestling journalist, and he's gay, and he's one of the best parents I've ever known in my life, one of the greatest fathers I've ever known in my life. So mm. that's complete bullshit yeah. when I hear people uh. say that. Do you lean more towards or surrogacy than adoption? Either or, you know. Everyone needs love, man, and... Um, Either or, but a surrogate would be cool. I, you know, I definitely want my own, but I just want to give love to anyone. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have a time frame when you want to, if you're gonna have, if you're gonna be a father, when you want that to be, when it's gonna be ideal? Do you want to wait sure. till after your career? Uh, yeah, I would think so. I'm 33 years old, so I still got a little left in the tank to bump around a little bit, have a little fun, and then definitely yeah. once I settle down, maybe 35, 36, who knows? Yeah. Uh, you, would, would you be a single father? I don't know. I don't know. I know my uncle who has two twins. He's a single dad, and he's doing just fine. So, Do twins run in your family? Twins, no. No, it's weird. First set of twins. Just get it over with, two so, for one. Yeah. <laughs> two for one, exactly. Um, so what would be your advice um, to... Two, two things. What would be your advice to somebody who wants to get into the industry, and then what would be your advice to somebody who wants to come out? 
Well, to get into the industry, you just, you got to be a different breed. You got to eat, sleep, and breathe it. And, you know, you can't, you can't half-ass it. You know, I didn't half-ass it. I honestly worked my butt off weekend, being a weekend warrior, just grinding it out, doing as many shows as I can, quality over quantity, of course. But also, nowadays, it's good to get that education, get that education, have something to fall back on, uh, whether it's, you know, um, you know, a technical school or something like that something to fall back on which is important uh, and anyone that's uh, you said thinking about coming out yeah um, you come out when you're ready mm-hmm. you know you shouldn't be no one should hold a gun to your head and just say you know all right come out you know you come out when you feel comfortable right. and uh, having that support system is so important my circle is small and the support of my mom some of my best friends I have in the house mm-hmm. That's what means the most to me. No one else's opinion matters. And I always say, if you don't have anyone in your family that supports you, be a part of my family on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and I'll give you the time of day. You know, it takes two seconds to write out a a tweet or a message saying, hey, man, I'm here for you, you know. Darren, there's a lot of people out there that the only human interaction they have is through social media, Mm -hmm. Twitter, Instagram, things like that, Mm -hmm. man. They wouldn't have any otherwise. Mm -hmm. And I I can sense it in some of the people, some of the tweets I get, that they're really, you know, lonely in a bad place, something, man. You know, and it takes takes two seconds to reply to them or just to hit a like on on their tweet so they know you saw it. Yeah, I see you do that. I see you do that, yeah. Um, It means a lot. Where we are now, as far um, where we are now, as far as um, the society, do people really need to come out? Like, I kind of find it's. I, I know you know when everything that happened um, in twenty thirteen with TMZ, it kind of seemed like okay, that's fine. But now, where we are today, is it necessary, or do people can can they just live their life? Like, I almost feel like it's not. You know, okay, this is how I live. I don't. You don't need to make an announcement. Sure, sure. I mean, people should be able to live their life honestly and truthfully, however they want to live. But me being a professional athlete, I have a bigger job. Mm-hmm. Not only beating people up in the ring, but also motivating people to just uh, don't let sexual orientation, don't let any of those boundaries hold you down. Because just imagine, you let those, you let those things hold you down, you don't become a great athlete, you know? But if you just, you know respect someone's sexual orientation and support them you they could be the greatest athlete in the world you know that support system helps Mm -hmm. you know but if but if you're not supporting someone that's uh, that's not you know happy with himself it it can be tough it can be really tough I I mean every day for me is a coming out experience I tell that all the time every day I wake up is a come out experience because I meet people at the gym uh, at the supermarket, oh, you're a big guy. What do you do for a living? You know, oh, I wrestle with WWE, blah, blah, blah. And they immediately Google. That's you, right. You know, immediately, and then first thing pops up, first openly gay superstar or whatever. You know, do you ever get sick of that? Does uh, it ever get old? Like, I'm. Ju- can I just label. be, uh, you know, Freddie? Can I just be uh, Darren Young? Do I have to every time somebody mentions my name, got to be the gay superstar? Yeah, I mean, it comes with the territory, yeah. and like, as long as I'm talked about. As long as I'm talked about as someone that's making a difference, and you are, man. Yeah. Sometimes I don't see it, Pop. I don't see it. Yeah, but I, I, we do. Yeah. We do, man. And I'm not gay. Like, I'm not. I'm not even like the one like that's that. You you know what I'm saying, right? 
And so trust me, man, you're making a huge difference, man. I hope so. I'm honored. I'm, I'm honored that you that you came and uh, spent this time with us. Hell man. yeah, hell yeah. It's Thank you for having awesome. me. Hey, Jimbo. What's up? Do you have any? Do you have any more? I have a couple <laughs> little things. First, because we're gonna have to let. Yeah, gonna I know we're gonna have to let you go. Thing. Um, I saw a tweet you put out that you and Bob Backlund got scanned for action figures. Oh yes, yes. How exciting was that? How excited was he? Do you know when they're coming out? Well, I don't know when they're coming. I'm sure they'll be coming out probably sometime uh, at the end of the year. But um, coach didn't know what the hell was going on. He had to get put in this little. Uh, cube with all these lights and flashes, so it was new to him. He had done nothing like this before, and I don't even know if he has an action figure out. But he has an old one where it's a suit. It was like the oh, Sultan two pack. Ah. <laughs> so it's like him in a suit, and he's got like a pointy finger. But that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm always with Coach uh, because he's old school. I was like, Coach, we got to do this for social media. Coach, we got to, you know, get these pictures done. We got to get our action figures done. And I always say, Coach, it's going to better our, us. It's going to better the brand. You can sell them at your um, book signings and stuff. It's just good to have. So, because Coach is old school, he's just yeah. you know go wrestle or whatever and then leave but there's so much more to social media now oh, so I help him out with his social media <laughs> yeah I can't even imagine it. Bob on Twitter or yeah. Instagram or something yeah, like well, that yeah well he's on he, he's on Facebook yeah. re religiously I'm trying to get him on Twitter I was like Bob you know if you get your Twitter and Instagram set up you can sell more books mm -hmm. and get more appearances and all that stuff so baby steps with him but I'm always in his ear though always hey man it looks like he taught you how to do that chicken wing pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's hard to put that on a lot of people, though, man, to do it right, with to, to lock the hands. Guys with big shoulders and big wide backs. Yeah, but a lot of times he wouldn't always No, lock. he wouldn't. Yeah, he and would just all, do like a hammer yeah. lock and pull the chin. It's because he probably all, doesn't want to pop your shoulder. Well, <laughs> it's that, and it's just, it's damn, when you put, when you actually sink, cinch that in, yeah. and, and a guy that's bulky, that's it's pretty painful, yeah, man. I'm sure. Yeah. So Bob would always say it's all the illusion and mm -hmm. your facials. Yeah. And, you know, Staring at your hands. Yes. All crazy. Yes. Oh, yes. So, so good. you know, when I come back, we'll see. Like I said, I have still have a lot left in the tank, and I still want to do some more things with Coach, even with Kurt Angle. Yeah. And then you can release me the next day. <laughs> wow, man. I'm telling you. I mean, I, he's he's a big fan of mine. He's a big fan of mine. So hopefully someday I can work with him. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah, that would be great. Yeah, work with him. Uh, you know, he used to have his Kurt Angle Invitational uh, back in the day, yep. where he would put his uh, medals on the line. And back in the day, when I was an extra, I would always be that guy to, oh, can, can I hold your medals, Kurt? Can I hold your medals? So I think that'd be cool if they B rolled to back in two thousand five when when I was holding his medals yeah. to now. You think we're gonna see Kurt Angle in the wrestling ring in WWE? I hope so, and I hope he would do it in a series of matches. Like anyone that wants to step up to him, have like twenty matches with guys, and let me be one of them. Just give me t fifteen minutes with him yeah. overall. You know. Anybody else you want to work with before you're done? Uh, Randy Orton. Oh yes, yeah, man. I worked with him one time when he first started. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So and so I I got him when he was real young. I, man, my mouth waters when I think of the matches I could have with with a yeah. 2017 Randy Orton. He's smooth, smooth, Phew. smooth as butter, man. Yeah, man. And like I said, a nice guy too. Nice guy. He'll talk to you, sit with you when no cameras are around. Yep. Always got love for me. I appreciate it from him. Is there anything that you before we go? Anything that you that we haven't talked about that you want to talk about? Uh, well, like I said, anyone that is, uh, you know, unsure about themselves or down and out or doesn't have family to support them, please reach out to me on my 
Instagram at Fred Darren, F-R-E-D-A-R-R-E-N, or my Twitter at Darren Young WWE, and just be a part of my family. That's, um, that's beautiful, man. Yeah, that's the it. bottom line. It's a beautiful and thing. Like, and like I always say to people, you know, if, if they don't know you personally, don't take it personal. That's my best piece of advice I can give anybody. I try not to take much personal anyways, man, because I try to, 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 I try to think about what that guy might be going through like, or what he's been through to come up. Yeah, well, for some shit to come out well, like that. I don't but, care. Hate has yeah, no place. Right. Hate has no place. And you can tell when someone's being a hater. Yep. So I let my haters be my motivators. Nice, man. Uh-huh. D. Lots of, thank yeah. you so I know. much, man. Don't, don't be stealing my stuff. <laughs> I'm going to tell you Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, she's... <laughs> can make a calendar with this inspiration. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're stealing all your good material. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. Yeah. I really oh, thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. This is awesome. Honored, awesome. honored yeah. that uh, you took the time out to come here, man. Yeah, hey, I always say there's room for everyone at the finish line. Oh, yeah. I think we made it to the finish line. Thanks, man. Like another all right, away. man. Everybody, Darren Young. Darren Young. Hell yeah. Mr. No Days Off. Yeah. The handsome hustler. Handsome hustler. I have that down. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, man. We're gonna get out of here. Yeah, thank you. Let you do what you gotta do, man. Thank you. Thank You're the you. best. All right, we'll be back in a little bit right here on Xbox One Two Three Sixty. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. We want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. Welcome back to X-Pac 12360. That was our interview with Darren Young. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Some of the things he shared with us. So many good things for everyone to live their life by and be inspired by. Just how how his struggle and how his story can inspire you. It really, it really can. Everything from his situation with his mother to, like, locker room stuff with Mark Henry and his ideas for the Coach Backlund situation, just everything. Yeah, I mean, it's like again, the re- and, you know, the wrestling stuff because there was like two different. Yeah, it was like a t- two different types of interviews all wrapped up into mm-hmm. one. There was the wrestling part, and then there was just the the, the human life, yeah. part, yeah. you know, that pertains to just life, like anyone's life. But uh, there's like the Fred Rosser interview and the Darren Young. Interview ooh, sure, yeah. Uh, Unbelievable! I, I can't even thank I can't thank Darren yeah. enough. Thank, thank you. you so much, so Darren. much for coming in and sharing yeah. your time and your stories with us. Yeah, it really meant a lot. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Just gonna leave it at that. Thank you so much. It was an amazing interview. Yeah, and shout out to Headquarters Clothing who sent us all these awesome Sweet shirts, shirts that we're wearing. That you can find them on Instagram at uh, HQ Clothing on Instagram and Where's Your HQ on Twitter. And then, yeah, out. definitely check out their website. A whole whole bunch of options. I'm going to be doing some shopping today. And I'm going to be going to England, going to the United Kingdom. Oh, you leave for nice. UK? Yeah, on Friday. I am going for the IPW UK. And, ah, uh, damn it. I, it's the 30th. I'm the, sorry. The 30th? They know. Everyone in they England know. knows. I'm on my way to see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't wait. It's been a little while. That was the promotion when you announced that this is like the year you're kind of taking it slow, that they're like, this could be the last time you see Sean in England, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand why they did that. It was a misunderstanding. Yeah, totally. Makes sense. Yeah, I get why they did that. 
But looking forward to it. And then looking forward to getting on that plane and coming home. Yeah, make sure you don't miss that plane. <laughs> oh, I won't. You should be there for a while. <laughs> How long is the flight? I, from here, Too it's long. 10, 12 hours, something oh, like that. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Too long. Yep. Oh, man. All right. I think that's about it for this week, unless I missed something. I don't, I don't want to No, well, want when to you come me. back from the, new, the UK on May 6th, you're wrestling at the Cow Palace for APW in, in the Rumble. <sighs> wow, that's quick. Yeah. <laughs> Next week. Uh, all right. We're gonna be in May, so all right, we're gonna be in May already. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Well, you can find me on Twitter at the Real Xbox. What about you, Jimbo? Find me on Twitter at Jimbo in the Booth. Hit me up. And then also, you can find Sean on Instagram too. We have some <laughs> videos and some stuff going on there, so don't forget to. I know you guys are Twitter heavy, but we're gonna get some Instagram stuff. Worthy. Absolutely. Worthy. Um, other than that, you guys can find me at TK Trinidad on everything. On everything. Sounds good. And what about you, Mark? Find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica, uh, also on AfterBuzz TV's NXT After Show, also on Wednesdays here on AfterBuzz TV. All right. All right, everyone. Till next week. Till next week with Johnny Mundo. That's right. Right here on Xbox One, Two, Three, Sixty. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Phil Svitek, Kevin Undergaro, show producer Jimbo Frank, managing editor of AfterBuzz Wrestling, Christy Olsen, and managing producer of AfterBuzz Wrestling, Mark Bidonica, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Feel free to like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow Xbox on Twitter at TheRealXpoc, and email us at xpoc12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later! 